the fate of sir john franklin by john ray this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the veil that so long concealed from our view the fate of sir john franklin and others of our gallant countrymen engaged in the arduous and hazardous task of exploring the polar seas has suddenly and unexpectedly lifted presenting a spectacle painfully distressing on sunday last october twenty second dr ray of the hudson's bay company arrived in england from the arctic regions where he had been deputed to the survey of the western coast of boothia and in the prosecution of this engagement became possessed of the melancholy facts recorded below the following is dr ray's report to the secretary of the admiralty repulse bay july twenty nine sir i have the honour to mention for the information of my lords commissioners of the admiralty that during my journey over the ice and snow this spring with the view of completing the survey of the west shore of boothia i met with eskimo in pelly bay from one of whom i learned that a party of white men kablunans had perished from want of food some distance to the westward and not far beyond a large river containing many falls and rapids subsequently further particulars were received and a number of articles purchased which places the fate of a portion if not all of the then survivors of sir john franklin's long-lost party beyond a doubt a fate as terrible as the imagination can conceive the substance of the information obtained at various times and from various sources was as follows in the spring four winters past spring eighteen fifty a party of white men amounting to about forty were seen travelling southward over the ice and dragging a boat with them by some eskimo who were killing seals near the north shore of king william's land which is a large island none of the party could speak the eskimo language intelligibly but by signs the party were made to understand that their ship or ships had been crushed by ice and that they were now going to where they expected to find deer to shoot from the appearance of the men all of whom except one officer looked thin they were then supposed to be getting short of provisions and purchased a small seal from the natives at a later date the same season but previous to the breaking up of the ice the bodies of some thirty persons were discovered on the continent and five on an island near it about a day's long journey to the northwest of a large stream which can be no other than back's great fish river named by the eskimo dutkohikalik as its description and that of the low shore in the neighbourhood of point ogle and montreal island agree exactly with that of sir george back some of the bodies had been buried probably those of the first victims of famine some were in a tent or tents others under the boat which had been turned over to form a shelter and several lay scattered about in different directions of those found on the island one was supposed to have been an officer as he had a telescope strapped over his shoulders and his double-barreled gun lay underneath him from the mutilated state of many of the corpses and the contents of the kettles it is evident that our wretched countrymen had been driven to the last resource cannibalism as a means of prolonging existence there appeared to have been an abundant stock of ammunition as the powder was emptied in a heap on the ground by the natives out of the kegs or cases containing it and a quantity of ball and shot was found below the high-water mark having probably been left on the ice close to the beach 
there must have been a number of watches compasses telescopes guns several double-barrelled etc all of which appeared to have been broken up as i saw pieces of those different articles with the eskimo together with some silver spoons and forks i purchased as many as i could get a list of the most important of these i enclose with a rough sketch of the crests and initials of the forks and spoons the articles themselves shall be handed over to the secretary of the hudson's bay company on my arrival in london none of the eskimo with whom i conversed had seen the whites nor had they ever been at the place where the bodies were found but they had their information from those who had been there and who had seen the party when travelling i offer no apology for taking the liberty of addressing you as i do so from a belief that their lordships would be desirous of being put in possession at as early date as possible of any tidings however meagre and unexpectedly obtained regarding this painfully interesting subject i may add that by means of our guns and nets we obtained an ample supply of provisions last autumn and my small party passed the winter in snow-houses in comparative comfort the skins of the deer shot affording abundant warm clothing and bedding my spring journey was a failure in consequence of an accumulation of obstacles several of which my former experience in arctic travelling had not taught me to expect i have etc john ray m d commanding hudson bay company arctic expedition end of the fate of sir john franklin by john ray read by phil schempf